On this edition of Scouting for Growth, I will be joined by Miri Salvo-Linen. Miri is the founder and CEO of Insmo, a fast-growing European financial services provider, making renting a home affordable for everyone. Insmo is considered to be the fourth runner in creating a new standard for how people rent their homes, with more than 70,000 customers and over 400% growth in 2022, Insmo has acquired recognition and investment from several investors and insurers in Europe. As an entrepreneur by trade, Miri is passionate about breaking new grounds to lead social change. Uh, she shares with me that the core innovation lies in understanding customer needs, their struggles, and their values. And at Itzmo, the team there aims to design services around this single purpose. This is what makes them authentic and the reason why they put the customer at the center of everything. During our discussion, we intend to cover four key items. So what makes Insmo a leader in its category across Europe's rental and cash deposit market? Miri's interest in communication, relationship psychology, and strategic intervention. Insmo's innovation journey across Europe, opportunities and challenges. Team Insmo, what is next to scale? So let's welcome Miri. Hi, everyone. So hi, Miri. So nice Hello. to meet you. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for the opportunity, Sabine. My pleasure. So Miri, welcome to this episode of Scouting for Growth. And so my first question to you is what got you into insurance, right? You do not come from insurance. No, absolutely not. I, I actually do have a legal background. I used to be a corporate and tax lawyer for uh, quite many years um, in a very a known company called Ernst & Young. And, um, and I started thinking about that, uh, that I want to grow more, I want to take more risks, and I want to become an entrepreneur. So uh, then I also met my co-founder, Risto, with whom we have been working together for 12 years already on different projects. So this uh, Insmo is our third project. Um, and uh, and uh, together when we started Insmo, then uh, what we wanted to create is kind of like a digital disruption in the insurance industry because insurance was quite uh, lagging behind uh, on the technological side. So we were kind of like a, a tech or IT powerhouse. And uh, as things proceeded and developed, we understood that we want to create a strong brand in the insurance uh, sector. And we want to mediate our own products. We just don't want to be an IT company or um, a, a enabler for insurance companies. So from 2016, we have been building the brand. It's more consumer-faced. And it's, it's all about creating innovation and providing innovative solutions to the insurance market since then. So what does innovation with insurance means for you? Mm -hmm. Uh, there is actually so many touch points uh, how to create the innovation in the insurance uh, industry. So uh, uh, first, starting from automizing uh, uh, all the processes, it also, uh, in, you know, uh, uh, touches uh, underwriting and, and first and foremost is the whole customer experience. We are today extremely customer centric. We do believe that the kind of success in the future insurance companies and insurtechs relies on 
um, uh, the customer success and customer experiences. So this is uh, something that uh, where we try to create innovation also with, together with Ensmo. So uh, great new innovative and dynamic insurance products uh, together with an amazing instant and excellent customer experience. So dynamic and excellent product to, to serve the customer. Tell us a little bit more around this rental and, you know, cash deposit world, you know, mm-hmm. why tackling that problem, which I gathered from reading about the company and your, in your focus, you realize that is a massive problem we need to solve for across mm-hmm. Europe. Initially, when we started, then we were serving different types of non-life insurance products in our portfolio. And uh, we always have been trying to find our niche because we do not want to be another traditional insurance company or fight with, with big companies or insurtechs like WeFox and, and others that have you know, a variety of products in their portfolio. So we wanted to find a significant niche. And when we sold these non-life insurance products like home contents, bikes, uh, travel, and, and so on and so forth, we, we started to analyze our customer, uh, customers and like what kind of people are those and what kind of pains can we actually solve for them? So there was a few quite important learnings. What we understood that uh, the majority of those customers are also renters and 80% of those customers are living paycheck to paycheck, which means that, that first of all, they have this financial burden on them uh, on a daily basis. And secondly, 40% of their income comes, goes to pay for the rent, for their utilities and so on and so forth. So these are actually those financially, financially burdened people who we want to help now with our different financial and insurance solutions. And we understood that the, the kind of hassle starts when they start looking for their rental homes. Um, So they have to provide all these credit checks, they have to pay uh, thousands of euros of cash deposits, they have to get different insurance coverages, and they have to um, quite often uh, also spend quite a lot of money to furnish their their new rental home. So it's it's a huge hit on someone's budget, and especially for young people, then they have to either take a loan or find an arrangement how to pay thousands of euros of, of deposits and, and organize everything so they can settle into their new home. And we want to tackle this problem because the whole rental industry and the deposit problems have been overlooked by a lot of insurance companies and financial services providers. Um, on the other hand, it is a huge and growing trend globally. Uh, so that moving uh, to a rental home instead of home owning it is a massive trend right now because people want to have this flexible lifestyle, move around, um, uh, remote working and so on and so forth. So um, we want to kind of be an enabler in this new li- lifestyle. In 2040, it has been also said that you own nothing and you will be happy. So we're here to make customers happy and kind of lift this financial burden from them with our different products and services. So what does INSMO means? Is there a linkage with uh, this rental market? Um, so INSMO is, is this kind of instant and very easy um, provider for your insurance affairs and especially everything related to your rental home. And uh, INSMO is something that uh, when we put the name together, it's, it was insurance and mobile, which means that insurance that is always accessible in your, in your mobile phone, basically, which kind of gives the impression that, that it's something that is instant, that is always there, that is easy and, and, and very, very, very handy to follow. 
So what comes to mind is that you're a woman in tech. And um, as you know, in insurance, we are getting better and better to have more women in insurance, but it still works to be done. So what are your superpowers to be in insurance, actually, Miri? Um, as you mentioned, uh, insurance is an uh, extremely male-dominated industry, and uh, and it's getting better. I'm also proud to say that in Insmo, 50% uh, of the employees are women already, and 60% of the uh, C-level or managing uh, uh, managing staff is female. So extremely proud of this. But um, I don't see this kind of like being a woman in in, in insurtech uh, something that um, is 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 not good because uh, it gives us so much more opportunities to stand out um, as a woman in tech. I mean, uh, also on the PR side and and to get visibility, uh, it's always like interesting to be, bring on new new female leaders, and it's also easier for a small company like Insmo that doesn't have limitless budget to do do PR to get to get visibility and to get on the stage. Um, of course, it has its own downsides because um, uh, women in tech in general um, struggle a bit uh, when it comes to like VC funding and so on and so forth because they need to prove themselves more. You have to prove that you're successful. You have to prove it more than, than male because uh, uh, you know men usually, uh, if they have a great business idea, it's kind of like natural. Uh, for VCs to think, or there's still a strong bias that the men will be more successful, even if the data prov uh, provides uh, proofs otherwise. Uh, so um, uh, the, the struggle maybe more is on the on the funding side, but in terms of like being heard he out or attract great talent, um, I think um, uh, uh, women in insurtech do have a, a competitive advantage here for sure. So, you know, it's interesting because um, you're right, the market is shifting a little bit. And um, what I've noticed, a lot of initiative, as you probably saw, around women in, in tech, women in insurance, and uh, a lot of great corporates also are putting uh, a lot of funding and a lot of, I would say, PR dollars to make sure that even their internal talents are being recognized. So it's great to hear that you're also doing that within Insmo, which takes me to when you look at your markets, where are you today, Miri? Mm -hmm. Which markets are you covering? Mm -hmm. So today we have been focusing uh, solely on the German market. Given that the team was so small previously, then we wanted to do really well in a one very significant market. And now in the next 12 to 24 months time, we're ready to uh, expand to other European countries. And the most uh, like interesting rental markets for us are uh, Spain, Italy, uh, Portugal and France. So these are our next targets. And also given that we do have already significant partnerships that operate on those markets, these partnerships open also doors for us uh, in, the, in the new new markets. Yeah, it's superb. So we'll probably see you at ITC Barcelona in, in Spain. Mm -hmm. huh? um, Would be great. Yes, we should do it. But so when I look at um, your offer and, you know, some of the market trends that everybody, are, I mean, everybody's talking about, you know, how do you play in this embedded insurance, embedded finance world? You mentioned partners, you mentioned mm -hmm. your platform, you mentioned mobile internet first. So tell us how does that play? Mm -hmm. 
So um, embedded is something that uh, will be booming in also in the coming years. In 2023, we will probably see a huge rally for embedded uh, uh, insurance opportunities and you know uh, locking up partnerships and so on and so forth. At the end of the day, as also uh, previously mentioned, uh, we have already learned that the customer experience and uh, uh, the kind of pioneers in customer experience win the game. Uh, today, there is no problem to sell any kind of insurance products online or via partner in, I don't know, in a minute, right? But the ugly truth comes out uh, in the claims handling when the customer actually needs this product. So um, we uh, have been uh, operating 100% B2B2C in the past five years. We sell all our products via B2B2C and we have invested heavily in order to uh, provide uh, good products that are often designed together with those partners with excellent uh, customer experience like post-sale services to the consumer uh, after the policy is sold because this is the like the breaking point and and this is what we also see that the partners start looking for embedded insurance providers that will provide immaculate customer service after the policy is sold and usually it comes down to how is your claims handling experience how easily can the customer engage with the insurance uh, partner or the insurance policy after the policy is sold and so on and so forth. So the, the, the pioneers in customer experience will definitely win the game. And we also want to be, um, uh, when we look at the rental industry, we want to be the first ones who are locking up the most significant partnerships like these midterm rental platforms, marketplaces and so on and so forth. And together with them, uh, we design and provide exactly the products that the customer needs. Uh, together with an excellent customer experience. That's interesting because, um, you know, partnership today, it's a key way organizations are aiming to grow. You know, I talk to a lot of corporations as well as smaller businesses and also, you know, tech providers, and they recognize the value of business ecosystems and uh, the need to become much more efficient in implementing them. So when you look at your digital ecosystem, what are the strengths and weaknesses or what are the opportunity and challenges you have experienced building yours, Miri? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, so first of all, when we look at the vertical, then the rental industry provides a huge opportunity today. Um, as mentioned, it is untapped by different providers still. Um, there is uh, so much opportunities in working together with uh, uh, different marketplaces, different uh, platforms, because they all do have the same problem. They want to provide instant fully digital service, but when it comes to um, in in when in the rental agreement flow, when it comes to pay the, the cash deposits or getting it back afterwards, getting all those insurance policies, this is something that that kills the customer experience for those uh, users for the marketplaces. Um, so they do have today a pain over there. So this is definitely one opportunity and, and there's different opportunities also uh, uh, when it comes to serving the landlords and the ten tenants themselves with different uh, uh, insurance and financial products. So, um, and, and I think uh, the core uh, key lies uh, in, in technical innovation, how hassle-free partner you are to those platforms, uh, to those landlords, to those brokers and so on and so forth. Uh, because um, it's something that has not been offered yet or these services have been kind of offline on paper. So, so this is uh, the technological advantage here uh, in, in Balan Insurance definitely uh, plays a huge role. 
Uh, how has been your experience working with corporations, established players? Um, so we we know that B2B2C um, corporations, especially when they're significant players, they don't happen overnight. They usually require some manic fees before you launch the whole product. So you have to bear in mind the whole kind of full launch cycle is six to 12 months. And um, this is this is kind of like the norm or the tradition. Our goal uh, is to invest in those partnerships and 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 serve those partnerships and nurture those partnerships in the best way, so that we will have um, a, a stable access to their customer pool for the next five, 10, 15 years, and to keep it this way. So one thing which interests me is about you, actually, Miri. You are uh, you're interested in psychology, right? You actually have such a range of skill set, and one of your core goal is to do good right for the underserved who are there so i would like to understand what your interest in communications relationship psychology and strategic intervention means what are all those little buckets what are those and what do they mean so um why it's an important topic for me is that uh, that if we have um as a company if we have a mission and vision then how do we get people to engage with that? So um, how do we create value propositions? How we can solve actual and real problems and communicate this to the to our team, first and foremost, to put, put people behind a goal and work behind a goal and how we communicate this value to our potential customers, partners, and so on and so forth, so that we are doing something meaningful. Um, insurance industry has this kind of like, let's say, a, a, a bad name in terms of like they want to take your money they're building the skyscra- skyscrapers and and when you actually need them then they find all this fine print in the documentation not to pay out the claim so this is not how insurance should work and this is also um, what we want to communicate to the world that we are here to provide actual value and and help people in their struggles and we want to kind of uh, uh, have a really great message um, outside the company and inside the company to put people behind the one common goal. And I think um, uh, this, why I have been like so interested in psychology is that if we want to have people working towards a common goal, we have to understand different types of people. We have to understand their strengths. And it's uh, extremely important that everybody who's working in the company are working in an area that is uh, is is uh, that is something that is in their strengths. Uh, that we don't push people to work in areas that where they're not so strong. So and understanding that these are all different people, we have to, as 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 managers of the company, we have to understand those people and understand how they will be contributing to the common goal. So this is why it's extremely important to me. When it comes to strategic innovation, um, this is more about when you're in a startup, um, you know, um, there's very few startups that nail their business model and activities from day one. Uh, for traditional startups, you have to make pivots occasionally. You have to, you know, change the direction without losing the goal. And strategic innovation or intervention is something that uh, a capability to understand, to look at the facts of the company, how, how where the company stands, where like what is the real situation, not look it, look it better than it is and worse than it is, and to, to kind of intervene when it's, when it's necessary 
and and to change the course of the company so that you're not blindly moving towards something doing like wrong things and focusing on wrong things but actually like understand the company's situation and make a pivot at the right right time at insmo we have made i think three pivots throughout the, those years and these have been extremely necessary they're painful but they're necessary i mean i think as you you said you know pivoting is actually a recognition that market is moving as well and our market exactly. is moving much faster right the customer mm-hmm. being digitized adapt his or her needs um, based on what you see or she sees around her or him so i'm not surprised that pivots occur for many organizations which still trying to find the right product market fit one exactly. thing which come to mind is so what what are your plans for the future Miri, where is Insmo going to go? I know you already talked about countries, but what else? Mm-hmm. So uh, we definitely want to be uh, the number one player uh, serving the rental industry. Um, and and it's not just uh, that we want to be the biggest one, but we want to be uh, the best on customer experience. So we do uh, understand that the success of the company lies in customer experience. Um, this is why we want to put a lot of efforts in innovation and we want to be the flagship of innovation in this industry um, with our products and, and the customer experience. So you, you have a co-founder uh, working mm-hmm. alongside you. How do you guys interact and how have you divided responsibility? And so therefore, when you look at when you're scaling, how are you going to collaborate to achieve those up? So me and my co-founder have a very different skill set um, and this is why this cooperation this is very complementary. Uh, so my co-founder is, is more uh, uh, strong on uh, envisioning things and putting together the long-term strategies of the company and I'm, I'm stronger on the execution side. So these uh, two roles are very complementary and uh, whatever we are creating or whatever plans we're creating for the future, my role is to execute them. And his role is to understand that where do we want to play in the future, how we will be different, what is the innovation we will be making. And if we have um, a strategy in place, then my role is to execute it. So what do you think is a perfect team in a startup? You know, you are the CEO of Insmo, you have your co-founder. How do you define technology and business skills? Um, I think uh, uh, both uh, founders definitely do not have to be uh, uh, tech people. Um, there has to be definitely somebody who is uh, strong in, in technology. And this is also was kind of our case when we started the company that Risto was more uh, uh, stronger on the t- technological and the project management side. And my role was more like execution, administration, financing, sales, and so on and so forth. So um, um, the roles of, uh, of tech, uh, and and sales definitely have to be there because otherwise, if there's just um, developers coming together starting a company without the understanding how to to kind of scale this, how to sell this concept, it it would be extremely difficult. It's uh, it's quite traditional to happen in Estonia where people are a little bit more modest and we don't have like these sales skills in our in our genes. So we have a lot of startups that is like a bunch of extremely great engineers, but uh, but at the end of the day, these projects end up to be in the drawer because there was no sales and business development skills uh, in the company. 
So I think like tech plus uh, like business mindset and sales skills is the perfect combination for the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with you. So now a bit of a question again about you. So maybe looking back at where you are, right, where you are today and looking at the younger Miri, what would you tell her about what she would be doing and where she would be today? Um, so my advice would be to uh, trust more of your inst- instincts because over these years I have underst- understood that my my initial instinct has been always right, even though I have not been very strong in maybe uh, you know justifying it or argumenting it and so on and so forth. But uh, if you have a very strong instinct in in terms of like where the business should go, then you should follow it. Like trust yourself more. That's super. So. Now I would like you to to tell me, so, you know, people listening to to our discussion would be, you know, entrepreneurs, there would be investors, there would be entrepreneur, corporate venture uh, capitalist as well. So when you look and face off to our finance community and insurance community, how can they help Insmo be more successful in the future? Well, um, uh, I think uh, um, we are always looking for different partnerships in terms of um, 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 creating uh, new insurance products. So we are very open to investments on the uh, insurer side uh, and also collaboration in different uh, shapes and forms with different insur- insurance companies. So, so far we have uh, gathered investments from insurance companies and also partnerships from insurance companies. Um, and um, and in that in that sense, I mean, we are always welcoming different uh, partnerships to kind of uh, work together with us on different projects that could contribute the whole rental industry on the tenants and landlord side. So, what can we provide in addition to them in in, in cooperation? Um, so, this is definitely uh, highly welcome. And on the on the financial side or on the investor side, of course, we are constantly fundraising as as all the insurtechs are today. And um, and um, yes, um, um, here we're also open to talk with with uh, all the investors that are interested in serving the space and that have the know how how uh, the insurtech and insurance industry operates. That's super. Yes, um, investment collaboration very important for growth today. I mean, I wish you all the best around the fundraise. The market is, you know, come see, come some. I've seen some of the startups I work with raising really nice rounds this year and others, you know, taking a little bit longer to achieve this outcome and others, you know, struggling a little bit. But hopefully everything will come together as we move to uh, the next year. Any last few words, Miri, uh, for audience and listeners? Um, yes, um, I think I was also thinking about the, the, the next year and, and the year end and, and, and trying to kind of wrap up like what has happened in InsureTech uh, in general in 2022. Um, uh, there has been also rumors that is the InsureTech hype over and, and, and what is going on uh, on that space. And, and to, to maybe just give a, the last uh, prediction here is that in the coming year and two, we will definitely see a second wave of InsureTech. So there's plenty of opportunities in the insurance industry and, and more to come. So uh, uh, I, everybody should stay tuned and also find their niche and their opportunity on the market because there is there is so many opportunities still left uh, how to improve 
and 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 disrupt the whole insurance industry. And I would suggest all the all the founders and everybody in, interested in the space to be to be bolder, and also for all insurers to. Um, uh, you know, uh, engage in more cooperations with startups because there is so much more to still benefit and there's so much more still undiscovered in the space. Oh, certainly. And what I like as well is, um, you know, we have a talent within the industry, but also having talent coming from outside is, is extremely helpful to look at the problem slightly differently and start thinking about better lateral thinking and uh, lateral problem solving. So where mm-hmm. can we find you? Um, I'm there in LinkedIn always, um, and and um, hopefully we will see each other in the new year in in different conferences. Um, I will be always there participating and networking. So happy to happy to talk with anybody uh, who is interested in the space and who has some interesting collaboration ideas. Perfect. So we can find you on LinkedIn, right? And then we can also probably connect with you on your web- website insmo.com yes and um and i'm sure people will be able to to find uh someone within the team who can actually uh, access you and being able to communicate with you well miri thank you very much for your time very grateful to speaking with you today thank you very much sabine and, and have a great end of the year thank you you too If you like this podcast, subscribe now, share with your friends, and if you enjoyed it, please give it a five-star review. Also, if you want to cover any specific subject with me, contact me on Instagram under Sabine VDL Officials or LinkedIn under Sabine van der Linden. Thank you.